My name is Bear Siragusa, and this is the Hunting Hound Podcast presented by W Hunting Supply. All right, then we are recording. Kevin Spencer. Hey, Bear. What's up? Oh, I really appreciate you coming on here. I've been uh, I've been looking forward to talking to you. You sent me a message a while back after I did a, a podcast um, about squirrel dogs, and I looked at your website and kind of looked at some of what you do personally. Came became friends on Facebook and things like that, and I, I, sure. I really I've been looking forward to talking to you. So you run. This, uh, I mean, you've been in the squirrel dog world, heavily in the squirrel dog world for, for a while, right? Well, I think 13 years this month, like July 4th, I think it was 13 years ago, I started a website and uh, decided to train. I don't breed much, but I train squirrel dogs to, tr- you know, a feist or a mountain cur sure. to tree squirrels. And, uh, I've sold several <laughs> and I've sold hundreds to be frank. Wow. And there's a market for it and I enjoy every breath of it. And uh, I got in it, I think it's 13 years ago. That's amazing. What, what was it that made it? So I, I'm actually really interested. I, I didn't realize that you weren't doing it, uh, that, that you weren't doing a lot of the breeding. What, what made it so that you wanted to do the training rather than... I think I'm a better trainer than breeder. I've tried the breeding. I still do a little bit, but I'm more of a guy that I go to bed and hope they're healthy when I wake up. I know there's guys stay up all night. and They know how to help deliver, and I've never had one problem just letting them do it their own natural way. But one of these days, I'm going to run into a problem and... I'm going to feel bad. So I just don't do it. I'm not a doctor type. <laughs> I understand that. I went I went 25 years without a single problem. Mm-hmm. Or that's not true. I went 22 years without okay. a single problem raising my own huskies. And then on the second to the last litter that I did, for the first time ever, I needed to take a dog to the vet for a cesarean. Sure. So, you know. Sure, it makes it rough, man. You it's can have luck for a long time, but eventually <laughs> eventually, that, <laughs> ruck, that luck's going to run out. I think so. So yeah. I'm ahead of that at this point. <laughs> so, but what was it that made, what was it about the squirrel dogs? Like, tell me a little bit about your history there. Why did why did you choose to train those rather than, you know, a, a, a bird yeah. dog or something? Well, you know, something I'm 60, like that. Sure, I'm 61 and when we were young, like in our early teens, dad had a little squirrel dog mm-hmm. and I, I loved it, but I was starting to see girls and all that stuff. So we didn't really get involved. But in those days we were avid coon hunters, raccoons, and we sure. had some fine dogs. We had some really terrible dogs that were sweet pets, but could <laughs> treat one or two coons a year, you know? We had one could treat 10 in a night without, if you stay all night, I don't know how many you to treat. Sure. <laughs> so that kind of got me hooked and, uh, I've always loved it, but the coon hunting has gotten really tougher in many areas, not everywhere, thankfully, mm-hmm. but where I live, the farmers are shut off to it pretty well. It's a two new generations since I did it. You know, their grandpa owned it when I was a boy, and they would all say yes. 
Sure. Then the sons, now the grandsons, there's a lot more say no because yeah. of legality and they're just afraid of getting lawsuits and oh, sure. and there's been some guys done some things they shouldn't do, cutting fences and and shooting a horse and a cow and there's just enough oh. garbage that it's it's hurt the hurt the coon hunting. That's the unfortunate thing, isn't it? Is that is I, I was talking to Nick Gilland about this a couple of weeks ago where it's it's the the coon hunting you know, it's not like there's a lack of there's a lack of land, usable land for it anymore. It's just that the 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 image it's got an image problem that like you wouldn't believe. Well, and it's some of our own fault. It isn't mine. We don't believe in any of that garbage, but it, we have to go along with the rules. And yeah, right it's... now, the farmers they. To me, in the old days, the farmers wanted us, needed us to get rid of the, a lot of the coon because what are they going to eat? Their crops. Right, 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 and right. And now they're like, we don't care. I don't care if there's 100 coons. We're not going to let any more hunting. So it's really slowed down. For some reason, the squirrel hunting thing is wide open, and I think it's because you meet people in the morning and you say, hey, I'm the guy you said to could hunt, and I'll park out by your barn if that's okay. And you're there two or three, four hours, maybe two hours, and he knows where you're at. Sure. And at night, you just pull up, and you say, you know, this guy told me I could hunt here. Well, that's not good. I mean, be, not now. In the old days, people were a lot more, you know, but boy, now. You get the sheriff and all that at night. It's I feel bad for the coon guys because they go through a lot of this, and a lot of them are great people that would never do anything wrong. Oh, sure. But, you know, it's like they say, one bad apple will uh, spoil the whole bushel, you know. Well, so it's well, that's it. And you, you ask why I started the Squirrel Dog Dynasty. I need to promote it. SquirrelDogDynasty.com. Oh, please so do. They, uh, there's going to be a link in the episode yeah. notes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But when I started, uh was because I love tree dogs. I, I had a friend, <clears throat> excuse me, named Richard in Alabama. And I was down there and I bumped into him and he said, I hear you're a deer hunter I from Ohio. I said, not much. I said, we've got huge ones, but I've never seen them. I'm an amateur. And uh, <laughs> we just started talking. He said, we squirrel hunt here with dogs. And when he said that, man, I went back 50 years, you know? Right. And uh, 45. And I said, tell me about that. We had one. And boy, he told me stuff and pictures and videos. And I said, I want to do that. And I invited this guy to come to Ohio. And uh, we have became best friends. We hunt together every year now in Michigan, oh, Alabama. That's great. We hunt nine states, but not every year. Right. And uh, I bought his best dog, was Marty was her name, and he brought her up, and she'd tree one every few minutes. I mean, you've got a squirrel just constantly, as long as they're moving. And she was one of the finest, you know. And I bought her, and... Uh, that's what got me started. Everybody around me wanted a pup, so I bred her, and her pups weren't worth much. We bred her three times, three different males. One time, I drove her to Alabama, left her, went back and got her, trying wow. to get the best breeding, and she never was a good pup to her. We had three or four out of probably 15 pups that did anything. The rest <laughs> wow. of them were, were not good hunters. Isn't that the darndest so thing? that's what uh, got me started. 
Yeah, what's that? Isn't that just the darndest thing? I've I've experienced yeah, that with is. the sled dogs where I've paid, I've I've bred my best dog to the best dog available, like you know, dogs that have won <laughs> everything and everything there is to win. Right. And just gotten dogs that can I mean, they can barely stand up straight. It's just like it's I'm, so frustrating. I'm proof of that. But was but this uh was this a, a feist? Really yeah, Marty was a uh, feist, but she had a little bit like an eighth hound in her. And that no, I'm sorry. My current dog has that. We'll talk about pockets here soon. Great. But uh, Marty was an eighth cur. And she had a nose like no feist I've seen. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot of feist are, are eyes and sight only and ears, I mean. Okay. But sure. a lot of them have a good nose, but she definitely did. And we gave that to the cur. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, so, where I live in Ohio, it's all fo- mostly about all around me fox squirrels, and they don't move much like the gray squirrels or cat squirrels or black squirrels. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a dog that's got some nose to it, you won't tree near as many because they go up and just park. But the gray squirrels like Alabama, Oklahoma, West Virginia, wherever I'm at, they're running all over the place. and The dogs see and hear them. Then you really don't care if they have much nose or not, maybe a little. But where I live, you better have a nose or you won't tree near as many. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's, um, it's, it's interesting. You know, there's, I started a, um, years ago, it's, a, it's actually starting to be some years ago now. I started yeah. getting kind of interested, a little bit interested in the, um, you know, in the squirrel hunting here. Cause over here, we don't have any of the big fox squirrels or, or the gray squirrels, okay. but we've got these little, you know, these pine squirrels, these little red ones. Sure. Sure. And, um, you know, I started getting a little bit interested in that and, and, and wondering, you know, is, is there anybody who, who hunts them? And I would, you know, I'd ask questions on some of these forums and I'd never get an answer. So I, you know, I started a, I started a Facebook group, you know, squirrel hunting Norway. Sure. And a bunch of people hopped on there. Like a bunch of people were super interested wow. in it. But at the same time, I have, ne- you know, I've done a lot of random stuff in my entire life. I've, you know, I've, 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 I won't go into all the things I've done, but sure. I've never gotten so many death threats. <laughs> About what? The squirrel hunting. Like people could death not, threats. people here just could not handle the idea. Of hunting these <laughs> sweet, but they're so cute, blah, 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 blah. And boy, I got I got some gnarly <laughs> emails about that. But I never heard of that anywhere. It's, it's the darndest thing. The country, but it's the crazy. darndest thing. You know, if I, if I, yeah. I, I post about hunting <laughs> moose or hunting fox, nobody bats an eye, but I post about <laughs> hunting a squirrel and oh my gosh. It's the, I never heard of that, but hey. But we'll ship you a squirrel dog if you want one. <laughs> oh boy, don't tempt me, man. I'm I'm uh, I, I'm I've been married for 15 years. I'm pretty happy, but uh, you're wanting to stay gosh, that way, aren't you? I kind of want to stay that way. And at this point, I think if I bring one more dog into this house, that's funny. I'm gonna be in trouble. Well, a lot of people actually bear. They don't even understand the concept of a squirrel dog. They ask me often, daily, weekly. What What do you mean? What is it? And it, it, it's very similar to raccoon hunting, and they uh, they uh, they smell, see, or hear a squirrel, 
and you don't even know where they're at unless you're watching them on a tracker, which we do that too, but you don't have to. But uh, all of a sudden, these dogs are silent. You know, and all of a sudden, they tree. You hear them barking, and you go, and you find the squirrel. And uh, if there's two or three people, you circle the tree. And if when you shoot, there might be three or four takeoff, and everybody's loaded with shotguns, maybe one or two rifles when the leaves are off, right? 22s. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of fun shooting at them. A lot of them we don't even hit. They're, they're hard to sure but man you get back to the camp or your home and and uh skin them out and cook them they're they're one of the best wild game food to me is the squirrel i like them better than deer rabbit moose elk i like squirrel it's amazing i mean i've i i've eaten it uh i've eaten it in the states and it's i mean it's yeah I don't think people understand. Like people, people look at them and think, I, you know, I don't know what they think that they're cute or or what you know that they're furry rats. I don't. I'm not sure what they're thinking. But you know, it, I have never met a person that you feed squirrel to that has had anything other than something positive to say. I feel about the same way. Maybe one or two people said, "Well, I don't know," but pretty well, they're like, "Man, I never dreamed they were that good." And these dogs, the good ones. If you really want to hunt, you can kill five, six hundred squirrels a year. That's amazing. I mean, that's a lot of meat. Just three or four squirrels will feed your whole family. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's so, a, and that's amazing to me. You know, it's let's let's I guess let's talk a little bit more about your dogs here. Um, the dogs sure. that you the dogs that you're training at this point, you know, where since you don't breed them yourself, you know, what kind of dogs are they? Are they feist? Are they curs? Are they are they are they a mix? Like what? Let's I let's talk about some right of your current have, your current. Yep, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please. Yeah, let's talk about your current group. You know, I have Feist right now and Mountain Curs and uh, four that are Cur Feist mix, and that's okay. But you don't have to do that to have a great dog. But some guys like them, and they are excellent if they're the right dog. You know, mm-hmm. but I buy litters uh, or buy like three or four. Let's say a guy had 10 puppies and he advertised, gave his uncle one and his son wanted one and whatever. And he sold three or four. Well, he'll call me or advertise them online and say, uh, you know, I've got uh, four puppies here and they're four months old. They've had their shots. I'll call him and I'll buy all four of them. I do it all the time. Yeah, And that's really what I'm after is the young dogs that have not been ruined because a lot of guys don't know how to train or they don't have time to train. Sure. And it will ruin the dog. So I don't need any that's ruined. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. But I buy them and then we have two trainers and myself. Uh, I've got a guy in the woods right now. There's a guy just texted me and said he just pulled in. Wow. Uh, like 20 minutes ago, I've got a guy in the woods right now. Had another guy this morning, got him back in the morning. Well, both of them were coming back at 7 in the morning. We really, we we work it hard. The more you hunt the dogs, it's harder to train a squirrel dog in the leaves, which were full leaves right now. It's the roughest time of the year with the heat sure. and the leaves. But, we yeah, we keep doing it unless it's over 85 degrees. It's too rough on us and the dog. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see we that. We carry water for them, too, in the heat. 
Right. We're not going to let them have a heat stroke, but we don't hunt them more than about an hour when it's above 80. Right. That, and that makes sense. You know, I, I just, uh, I just finished up an article for bear hunting magazine about that exact thing, heat stroke and working dogs. And it's, sure. that can be so ugly. So, you know, carrying right. water, having, having a little bit of preventative, you know, preventative medicine is just, uh, uh, you know, just That's vital. absolutely key. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So well, if like anyone's how many... interested in looking, I was going to say, if they'll go to my site, it's two seconds away. It's called squirreldogdynasty.com. Mm-hmm. I'm in Ashland, Ohio of the United States. And uh, there's a YouTube channel on there, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, I think, yeah, now there's two Facebooks. One's full. And then uh, there's a Squirrel Dog Dynasty Facebook also. Yep. But the main gist I've got is my website, squirreldogdynasty.com, has photos, videos. Uh, I don't know. It's just got. Well, you've got a pretty good uh, theme song there as well, as our. <laughs> I appreciate it. Jamming out to that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, but. If they want to see what the concept is, or guys that already know and they just want to enjoy, we've got hundreds of photos, big piles of squirrels, and we want everyone to know every squirrel that you see on a tailgate is went in someone's tummy. Yep. If I get home and I'm so exhausted, I don't know who I am. I drive to two or three, actually, now Amish friends I have. I live in Amish country. Okay. And uh, if it's before dark, because they go to bed at dark, that's the, how the Amish do here. But if I can pull in before dark, they'll take them. And they know I'm on, you know, it's season, November, December, January. They're looking for me. Sure. And I'll give them six or eight or 20, and they take them. If I'm too tired, I don't want one squirrel to go to waste. Right. Well, that's great. So, you know, yeah, that's, that that's I think that's an important thing just in terms of being an ambassador for whatever you're hunting that, uh, you know, that, that that there's a, you know, some some purpose to what we're hunting. That's you know, exactly right. Just having a yeah. conversation earlier today with a guy who asked why I why I um, or I say a guy. It was my it was my father was asking why sure. why I hunt uh, fox. And, you know, because I don't eat them, obviously. No. And, you know, especially during the summertime, the, the, their furs are not very good. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it boils down to, it boils down to, you know, sort of the population of the other animals that I like to hunt, roe deer and hares and things like that. You know, the fox, sure. the fox do a lot of damage and the number, the population of foxes is so high now that I, I sort of feel a responsibility to try and, you know, yeah. try and try and whittle it down a little bit. But, you know, so it's, it's, uh, you know, I try, I try to have a reason for everything that I hunt and especially everything that I kill. Right. I, I'd like to have some kind of a, you know, you know, not. Uh, well, I agree. And I think, uh, uh, in the age we're in more than when we were young, that people watch that. And I don't think that's wrong. I think hunting can class it up. Uh, we can class it up to where we know they're not going to waste. We, uh, we, if they're, you know, like if there's a limit of an animal, uh, we don't shoot as many. Sure. There's years we don't have as many squirrels or an area or state or whatever. Guys will say, man, there aren't many here now. They've migrated. 
So we might not shoot any. I've driven to other states and not shoot any, just tree them and enjoy the dogs. Maybe sure. smack the tree with an aluminum ball bat, and there goes four squirrels. And these young pups are all over it and running <laughs> and chasing them and treeing them. That's the fun of it. It ain't the kill. Sure. And if they tell me they're low on squirrels, we don't kill any. We might kill one or two for pups and then eat those, but we're not going to kill 15. Sure. Yeah, I, I can so, I can see that. That makes that yeah. makes sense to me. So I'm really interested in this. You know, so many people that I, I, I talk to have their own breeding programs and they kind of do their own. Th- they they, they want to have that sort of continuity from generation to generation to generation. You know, I can remember this dog's great, great grandmother or whatever. Sure. And there's there's so few guys that I, 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 I talk to that are the real legitimate dog trainers in the sense that they can take a dog from obviously not anybody, but can take a dog from different Just about places. Anybody, right, exactly. <laughs> and 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 I think that's who you're talking to. Right. And and that <laughs> we're, we're, I find that really, really interesting. So but well, do you, do you train and, and then sell? We we sell them, sure. Do you now, have a dog that a you couple, hold on to that's just I do. sort of your I kept dog? I a dog named Pockets. He's out of Redman in Kentucky. And uh, I knew about Redman being a champion. And I thought, well, I'm going to try one of those champion dogs. Yep. And I've got a dog that's very close to equal to Redman. I'm not going to say he is. But to me, he's great. I'm reminded of the song from Alabama called, the group Alabama called, She's close enough to perfect for me. You know? Right. And right. that's the way it is with me with pockets. He's not for sale. I've turned down thousands of dollars for him. He's exceptional. And he's my favorite, although I've had some that I've sold that are even better. But I like pockets as my own dog. And uh, that's kind of, uh, that's what we do. We train. We're not really into the breeding. I leave that up to the big boys that are great at it. They understand it. They know to not just try anything. They're on a mission. They're trying to get everything bred better. And if I breed, I'm, I'm, I'm not as good at it as them. And that's, that's the reason I don't do it. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, that makes, that makes all, all kinds of sense to me. You know, I, I spent many, many, many years, um, training other people's dogs, basically, you know, it, it, it boiled down to that. I got, you know, that the, the, the best dogs that I got were from people who had, you know, were, were, were better minds than mine when it came to the breeding thing. I think we need to, uh, admit that our limitations on whatever, but now at training, you're as good as training a husky. The way I'm seeing it is anybody on the planet, and that's awesome. <laughs> well, I, that wouldn't be I easily done. <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with you there, but uh, I, uh, I, I at least put a you know. So much of dog training, in my experience and, and my opinion, is also just boils down to the amount of time you're willing to put into. Oh yeah. You know, and and that was that was I you know I said it on the very first podcast I ever did. My my strength as a dog trainer is that I am willing to put in a bunch of time into every well, dog that crosses put my. in there, and if someone's thinking about buying a puppy from me or you or anyone, yeah. and if they don't have that time, 
they not they don't I don't, I'm going to encourage them to not dream that your life is just going to all of a sudden be perfect where you've got all kinds of time. If you don't have the time today, you won't have it in six months, and you'll waste a good dog. Absolutely, I would recommend them buying a started dog or a finished, and then maybe a pup later on to run with it to naturally train it. But right now to buy a puppy, I've actually discouraged people from buying them from me. I, I can sell them to someone else. And if they're going to waste it, I try to figure that out. Yep. And if they've got time, then I sell them one. If not, I would rather them not buy a puppy. Sure. Sure. I mean, that uh, I'm, I'm right with you there. I've, <laughs> I've turned down. I've turned down people who have, you know, started bidding as if that would make some kind of a difference to me. Um, no, no, it doesn't. You know, a real if, dog man, we all have to make money, but a real dog man, that's not the whole picture. I had a kid pulling a tail. Our, our dog's tails are short because they're natural bobtails or we dock them at three days old. Okay. And I had a kid uh, buying a pup, his dad, and while that dad was buying the pup, he uh, was over there pulling on his little tail and ear and and I didn't like it. And I said to the man, I said, you know, sir, I don't want to make you mad. He was standing on my property, but still I respected him. Sure. And I said, I don't want to make you mad. But I said, is he, is your son there going to pull the dog's ears and tails? And he said, Johnny or whatever it was, stop it and don't ever do it again. So I knew then he just hadn't really noticed it. His mind was on the money and the dog and training and Sure. And he just hadn't really, but I paid attention because as soon as he grabbed him, I didn't like it. And I said, well, if he's going to, I'd rather not sell him to you. He said, I promise you it won't happen again. And That's I looked at the good. little boy and I said, hey, daddy says, don't do that. Okay. And he shook, he's about five years old, four. Sure. And he said, okay. And I dropped it. But I tell you what, if that guy would have said, well, that's our business. If it's a dog, I'd have said, well. I'm, it's my business because you ain't gave me the money yet, and I'm not going to sell you a dog. Right, right, right. But it didn't happen, but I offered to not sell it. <laughs> sure. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it shows that you've got some integrity, you know, and not or and not only that, it's but true. just a little bit of, you know, a, a belief in a belief in what you've got what you've got and also, you know, feeling of responsibility for, you know, where for the dogs that you send out into the world, not just in terms of, you know, the, the quality Absolutely. of the dog you've, you're sending out there, but also the quality of the home that that animal's going to. Well, I've told two in my memory that I'll never sell them again. Right. I've seen pictures <laughs> of the dog. One was tied with a wire, whatever oh, that was. And it looked like moss growing in the water. And oh. it was a, junk pile and i thought you know what he doesn't need to call back here i will not sell him another one right so right. there's some and see i was raised if my if my dad would have saw me abusing a puppy or a cat or a chicken or whatever he, we'd have had a board meeting <laughs> right <laughs> and yeah. that's a paddle <laughs> right that's the way i was raised i mean nothing you didn't ever pull a cat's ear or nothing just to laugh i've seen kids do it it's wrong. It's a bad way to raise kids. Before yep. long, they'll be treating their family or the neighbor that way or their wife. Oh, or whatever. sure. It's just yeah. No, good. no, it's it's a so, scary deal, man. You know, it I, is that kind of stuff is um, I've I've turned people away. You know, I, I remember I had this sure. one guy that called me up and wanted a pup and he 
you know, sounded good on the phone, sounded like a friendly guy, walked. But, you know, my dogs are real well socialized and he walked into my kennel and every single dog took a step back and started barking well, at this guy. They they knew him. They yep. didn't like him. And I, I turned to him and I said, look, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know you at all. You've given me a real good impression, but my dogs don't like you. And that's, well, that's the end of the story me for me. Well, please tell me what that is because I don't know, I don't know that much about the uh brain of a dog i i'm i'm just busy busy training them to tree squirrels and i sell them but what what was that that they had the sense that was it his smell or his voice or just they sensed it i tend to think you know that that's a really good question it's definitely something i've thought about <laughs> for a long time I, I tend to think it had something to do with his body language wow you know because like I'll, I'll give you an example I was out fox hunting with a guy once and the dog to my eye was doing everything that it should. It started out, it started out not far from a, from a cemetery and, you know, went way far up into the woods and, and was, was in, to my eye doing, having a really good day. Yeah. But the dog started, you know, lost the track after a little while, and you know it was a it was a tough area to be hunting in. A lot of, sure. uh, you know, a lot of stuff against this dog. A lot of real crusty snow and things like that. And I don't know whether he was kind of stressed out, wanting to impress the people that were around him, or or what was going on. But he was getting real frustrated, and that dog started coming back to us and you know it popped its head up above a stone wall about a hundred yards away and and looked at him and he was standing on another stone wall waiting to see that dog and that dog took one look at him and turned around and ran yeah that's terrible and you know he started yelling after the dog and i said dude just just get down and he sat down i was like what you need to do right now is you need to light yourself a cigarette, you need to lean back on that wall, and you need to take a deep breath. When that dog well, turns and looks at you, you need to sit there. Just sit there. Well. And he did. He did, to his credit, he did what I said. And the next time, you know, that dog popped his head up above the wall and saw him sitting there smoking a cigarette, and boy, it burned rubber to get over to us. Now, that, see, you understand the brainage of a of a dog. I'm, I'm, I admit, I don't understand uh, a lot of that type of thing. Well, I, I was really lucky that early on, um, when I was starting, when I was starting with the Huskies, I also did quite a bit of work with a local shelter in Maine that imported, they, they transported some of these, um, some of these pit bulls mm -hmm. from the South that had been, you know, either used for in the breeding program for these uh, hogs or something. Well, no, not the hogs. Those that th that was not the big problem, but it was the illegal. Um, most of these dogs were coming from some of the illegal dog fighting. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, rings. Terrible, terrible. You know, and and those dogs, the body language aspect of things was so crucial. Wow. That. You know, I, I I was very fortunate that I, I I was able to work with those with those dogs for the amount of time that I did. Um, you know, b because of that exact thing that I, it just drove home how crucial that body language was. That you know, if I had had 
and I was a teenager at that point. If I was stressed about stressed out about whatever a teenager is stressed out about, I'd argued with a girlfriend sure. or you know had a test coming up right, or whatever. Sure. That was not going to be the day that I should have been in there with well those dogs. I understand. Don't you think along with what we're talking about is rushing a dog? Mm -hmm. Just let him be a puppy. Let him be a dog, and pretty soon the dog is bored and wants to know what you want to do do you feel right. that way at times oh a hundred percent hundred percent i have I, i've talked at length about this where i feel that so many people get a puppy and then at, at some sort of arbitrary point in time they decide that it's time to hunt with that dog and then expect it to be no you know, rambo right out of the box <laughs> right that is funny. I I I have been a little guilty of that, but it was about ten years ago. Oh, me too. <laughs> and I was rushing dogs, and my my trainer said, "Hey, I've been in this a long time." And he said, "You can't rush these dogs." And I said, "You know what, George? I've been thinking that's what I'm doing wrong." And he taught me a lot. And now I let them be puppies. I don't start them as soon. Uh, used to be he's eight, ten weeks old. I was wiggling a little squirrel tail in front of him. I'm like, no, they don't need that. It doesn't hurt to do it, but it doesn't help either. And just let them be puppies. We might take four or five through the woods at one time, just puppies, and sure. let them run and climb logs and and figure something out. You right. Know? And they have no idea what they're getting ready to become. We haven't showed them yet, and we really don't want to. And it, it, it lets puppy kids are the same way. Let a kid be a kid. Sure. Instead of, you know, Hey bear, I hate to run, but I've got another appointment here, but okay. I really enjoyed talking with you. Hey man, I, I really appreciate you coming on and I'd love to, I'd love to have you on again and talk a little bit more about your, about your dogs and talk a little bit more about, about you. You're a fascinating guy too, a gospel singer well, and, you. and, and you uh, sure dog are. trainer. And I would love to, uh, Love to get you back on here at some point. You let me know. And everybody out there, God bless all over you around the world where you're listening. And my website is squirreldogdynasty.com. I'll see you soon. That sounds good. The link will be in the, uh, in the episode, uh, in the notes for the episode. Thank you. And by the way, I, I don't brag. I hope I didn't. But I am the squirrel dog commander, if that means anything. <laughs> that means something, for sure. So I appreciate you coming on. If you talk to Willie or Phil, tell them about me, will you? <laughs> I will do, will do that's that, yeah. I, that's where I got the commander. It's There's only one. It's a legal thing. Gotcha. And that's where I got Dynasty was from them boys with Duck Dynasty. So. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. If All anybody right, asks, I'll, uh, I'll pass that on. <laughs> Thank you. See you, Bear. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Man, I love that sound.